Iguodala. It's funny to hear female talk about routes like. It's funny. Hello and welcome to From the Backseat. I am your host, Ethan, and I'm joined today by my co-host. What up, guys? Clark here. New Year, 2023. Lovely times. Hope everyone had a safe, happy new year. I had COVID, so enjoy that. Yeah, so for those that haven't been up to date, Clark and I took a little bit of extended break because Clark got screwed multiple, multiple times over his break. Yeah, getting, as... I was first off, I'll, I'll de- I was, I, when I go for uh, the holidays, I go back to see family in Houston. Uh, we were supposed to come back on a certain day and like many Americans, was screwed over by Southwest and was stranded in Houston. And then we decided to stay there a little while. And then on New Year's Eve, I came down with COVID. So that was just a great day of staying an extra six days and isolating. But we're back here now. We're battling through, and it's playoff time in the NFL. A lot of good topics today. Yeah, so I I guess we should hop right into it. The NFL playoffs have been officially set. We have our Super Wild Card weekend coming up this coming weekend. Then we'll get into these divisional wrap-up. But before we do that, there's one thing Clark has been upset about, and we haven't had a show, and I feel like we got to talk about it, which is the Cincinnati Bengals seeding to where they were basically locked into the third seed and given L for the situation with Hamlin. Yeah, okay. So here's the thing. First off, um, before anything else, I start with my upsetness on the seeding. I am foremost glad that DeMar, uh, Hamlin is recovered. He's back in Buffalo. That on Monday night when that happened, I'll be honest, that was like for a lot of people that was upsetting for me. That was incredibly hard to watch. This kid who six round pick worked his tail off to get where he is and have to have that happen. So super happy that he's doing well. That's all you can ask for in a situation like that. However, in the seating for Cincinnati, um, that was like the ultimate middle finger to the Bengals. I mean, the way that it shook out and that we couldn't get the two seed, that we had fully the ability to control our way to get to it and have that stripped away and then have this whole ridiculous coin flip scenario played into it. If we had lost to Baltimore, which fortunately we didn't, we just went there and took care of business, but just the number of absurdities in my mind that it really felt like the NFL just pushed on Cincinnati. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't get it. It was, uh, it just didn't make any sense. It, it felt like, and we talked about this in our group chat that we texted in. It felt like the NFL was trying to do its best to ensure that Buffalo and Kansas city would play in the AFC championship. Now, I know that's probably not right because that's a total conspiracy way of thinking, but there is some validity in terms of that idea just based on how things worked out. Obviously, I wish Cincinnati had the opportunity to be the two seed. That'd be a huge advantage. But through the three, I think they should definitely beat Baltimore. But it did kind of feel like a pretty big slight slash middle finger slash FU from the NFL to the Bengals. That's just the way it kind of shook out. You know, you just got to kind of play with the cards you're dealt. So we'll see how it goes. But that was definitely a a little bit of a frustrating thing to come out after the whole uh, Monday night game. For sure. I mean, let's just get into it. Let's jump into this playoff matchup of where Clark and I can take a little bit of a victory lap because pretty much all of our hot takes of where we said preseason, where we thought teams would end up was pretty pretty much. They were pretty much all spot on. The only one we missed on. And this one was mine was the Detroit lions were a playoff team which they lost by uh, basically a tiebreaker. And I, I will say this. Um, it's a, I mean, first off, I'm excited for Seattle that they got in. Geno Smith has like 
great story there on its own for him to work his way from where he was his past couple of seasons to being a really good quarterback in Seattle and leading that Seahawks team to the playoffs. However, fighting Dan Campbell's and the Detroit Lions would have been so much fun just to watch one more game in the playoff. I know they were going to play the 49ers and they probably would have lost, but they are the most exciting team in the NFL sometimes to watch. Like that lateral play on what was it, like third and 11 against Green Bay, to run that is just so absurd. I just wish we had a little bit more Dan Campbell. The Lions are in such a good spot moving forward. But, yes, that's probably the only one of our hot takes I can really recall that we didn't hit right on the head. Well, so uh, let's talk through them. So the biggest one, the first one I ever put out there Eagles. were Eagles were Super Bowl contenders, which they're the number one seed. So we're sitting pretty pretty good on that. Um, next one that we threw out there was that the Tennessee Titans would have a losing record and miss the playoffs, which they did, which they did. And then the next one we threw out was that the New York Giants are a dark horse playoff team and might and they be were. In, and they are. Then I threw out the Lions one, which we missed, but we just missed. by a little bit. I mean, really, I honestly don't feel like that's like a loss. Like last night's game in some way, I feel like for the Lions, you could have called a playoff game because that exercised a lot of demons for that franchise. I mean, the Lions for probably three generations of fans, Lambeau Field has been a house of nightmares. And they went in and they won in an emphatic way. So maybe you count that as a playoff one, even though it was a regular season thing. But I would say it's not really as much of a miss as it just didn't work out exactly like we thought it would. No. And then another one Clark threw out there was that the Cardinals were going to have a losing record. Yeah, which... that was like not a hard one at all. No. <laughs> People really hyped them up, but that was that was an easy. Uh, that one was an easy yeah. slam dunk. Another one Clark uh, said is that the Vikings went in the NFC North. They did. Which they did. Um, so just talking through all those, I mean, the biggest miss we probably had is we thought both of us thought the chargers win the AFC West, Yeah, which the chiefs ended up winning, but again, almost everyone had that a lot of, a lot of people had that. Um, so we were pretty spot on in our predictions just to start off. So as we go into our playoff predictions, expectations should be high. They should be high. I mean, this is certified knowers of ball here, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, just saying a little bit, we kind of got a lot, right. So if you're looking to listen to two gentlemen talk playoff football, stick here with us. So before we get into it, I thought we'd revisit our Super Bowl picks before the season. Oh, God. Can we not? (laughs) Because this is maybe Clark's biggest miss. This is by far. I think this is easily the biggest miss I've had on the the podcast at this point. I had Green Bay versus Buffalo. Um, I had like a slim chance of this like somehow becoming true. But Green Bay dumped their pants. I don't feel bad. I mean, Aaron Rodgers no. has soured on me so much. I think he's so annoying in every fashion from his whole, you know, immunized crap to, you know, whatever else it's become. I mean, he's been really annoying this season because even when they were losing so much, it just oh. seems like I'm really sick of the blaming everyone else. Oh, yeah. It was like pointing a finger at anyone else except for him. It was like, come on, it, man. it got really annoying. And the offense wasn't moving the ball, and I get it. He had young players who weren't who were dropping plays, but that's to be expected when you're playing yeah. with. And Christian Watson was balled out. Dropped. Christian Watson by the end of the year, I think, would probably have worked his way. I don't know what the odds are, but probably in the top five offensive rookie of the year odds. He had a great second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, he was really good. Yeah. So Green Bay, obviously not in it. So great job, Clark. Round of applause for probably for the worst take probably of the yeah. podcast so far. 
No, um, it's not. There's one take that's worse, and it was from me. Okay, well, that makes me feel a little bit better. But then the other app, I still have. I still have Buffalo. Buffalo's still in it. Um, I feel like good about it, but at the same time, Buffalo has moments like all these great teams. I feel like that you're just like, I'm not sure if they could have gotten the one seed to be a big difference because then you would have to go into Buffalo the whole time. And I think that really at that point would have been like, okay, they really got it. But I still feel good about them as my AFC pick at this point. Yeah. So my pick was the 49ers versus the LA Chargers. And I picked the Niners to win it all. Yep. So I'm still sitting on both of my teams. Now, I don't think the Chargers are going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but both it's of my possible. teams are alive. It's possible. Um, but what I was saying, my biggest miss was one of my hot takes early on, which we both acknowledged was a super big swing. And I was completely wrong is that Patrick Mahomes would drop out of the top. Oh, five. yeah. Well, so that one was a huge thing. sign that shit. Yeah, that one that I think that's the worst one. And I a mean, lot of people flame me for that one, which it, I mean, rightfully yeah, so. I was good wrong. flaming is deserved over once in a while. Yeah. I mean, again, that's the thing about hot takes is I think people always confuse them as like the, a good hot take is always right. But like it's the idea of like an upset alert. Like people say, yeah. oh, if you're on upset alert, you have to lose. No, no, no. You might get close to losing. It's just an upset alert. You might have it happen. Well, another one I got flamed for was that I said that the Giants would make the playoffs i got flamed for that and look at how correct i was so everyone out of freaking brian dable's goddamn goatee don't do that freaking that guy balled out then daniel jones looks competent what's going on over there okay so so let's get into it let's start picking these games so we got wild card weekend coming up and we'll start there and then we'll get into round two and then we'll eventually Mm -hmm. make our way to the super bowl so let's start off with this the our first matchup which is seattle at san francisco okay again Geno Smith deserves his flowers. Pete Carroll deserves his flowers. Great year in Seattle. They have a lot of potential moving forward with the draft capital they got for Russell Wilson. It's been a great year. However, they will be absolutely slaughtered by the hands of the greatest quarterback of this generation, Brock Purdy. He'll take care of business. Yep, see that nice Purdy 30 right there, folks. Take take a good old peek at that one. But uh, yeah, San Francisco is going to go ahead and do away with them. They'll advance the next round. Seattle, great season, but it's not. The Cinderella run comes to an end. Yeah, uh, it's time to get off that Purdy 30. The 49ers are going to take this one easy. It's not really even going to be that close. That's that's how good Brock Purdy is. I'm not going to say it's because of Brock Purdy. but You should say it's because of Brock Purdy. The fact that he can't, no, it is because of Brock Purdy. No, it's because of their defense. Their defense is elite. Okay, well, Brock Purdy's elite too, so watch your mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, my bad. I mean, dude, what, I think he set the 49ers franchise record for most touchdown passes by a quarter, uh, rookie quarterback, so watch out, Joe Montana. Watch out, Steve Young, you bozos. It's Brock Purdy's time. Freaking yeah, wake up, smell the roses. For, uh, all right, let's move on to our next matchup, which is the LA Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers. I think the okay. Chargers walk away in Jacksonville. Reason I think so is everyone points to the week three matchup where the Jacksonville Jaguars b- burned the barn doors off the Chargers. They did. But that was the game after Justin Herbert got his ribs hurt. It was mm-hmm. his first one back. They didn't even he wasn't even announced as the starter in the stadium. They announced Chase Daniels, and then for some reason Herbert played. Um that's the game Joey Bosa got hurt in. They didn't have Keenan Allen, and that's the game that Rashawn Slater got hurt in. Now going into this matchup. Um, Chargers got away really lucky with Mike Williams, who's going to be available this he weekend. Potentially, we don't know yet. We're not for sure. I, I would better. pick. 
uh, to tell you the truth, I would pick Jacksonville if Mike Williams isn't active. But with Mike Williams active, I think the Chargers have enough firepower to get past the Jaguars. And I think something a lot of people are missing is honestly over the last couple of games, the Jacksonville offense has looked really stagnant. It hasn't looked great. Lawrence is, Lawrence is cool off a little bit. I, I will agree there. It, it's looked stagnant. The Chargers defense has looked really good recently. I think it's going to be close. I, I'm going to take this as a 28-25 type game. I think it's going to be a three-point where we're going to get right in the mid-20 range. And I think mm-hmm. kicker the dicker. or Dicker the kicker? Dicker, right. dicker the kicker is going to kick the uh, game, game winner. Yeah, that's what I'm predicting. And I think the Chargers will advance to round two. See, this is really tough for me. Because I do like Jacksonville a lot. And Trevor Lawrence is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL to watch. He's probably in the top five range for me just in terms of entertainment. However, as everyone knows, and it's been well documented on this podcast, Justin Herbert is my brainchild. I am the one of our friend group. Oh, yeah. My friend group, I mean, like, not the, obviously I have more than two of the friends, but Ethan and Cole, Cole, you haven't met ever before. I said that Justin Herbert was a right pick over Tua, and Ethan was upset a little bit, you know, and I told him, no, 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 listen, listen to Clark. It's going to be okay. Justin oh, Herbert's yeah. great. And Justin Herbert is great. So because of that, I have to pick Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert and the Charters will get it done against Jacksonville, Jacksonville and Duval County. It'll be a close game. Jacksonville, don't worry. You guys are going to run that division for like the next 10 years because it's so bad. Yep. And um, yeah, we'll say Chargers advance in that game. I think it'll be close. I'll call it a 24-21. So speaking of that game, all right, well, because you said something about the ASC South. So let's talk about one thing before we move on. Yeah, please. Um, Let's talk about the Houston Texans a little yeah. bit. So we, we just, I, I'm sorry to jump off. We'll, we'll get back to the playoffs. This will be but- brief. We, we just got to talk about the number one pick and mm-hmm. now the position that the Colts could trade into that number one pick and potentially get Bryce Young here. And then the Texans firing Lovey Smith for pretty much no reason. Yeah. Um, I'll start with the Texans. Uh, I, I will say this to the McNair family. Screw you. You guys are bottom of the barrel, man. Um, if you are a young head coach in the NFL who is considering taking a position do not entertain the idea of the Houston Texans, especially if you're a guy like D'Amico Ryans, who's a minority head coach. Two straight seasons, the Houston Texans have hired minority head coaches. They have fired them back to back. It is disgusting to see. The Texans are a disgustingly run organization. And again, for Lovey Smith to get kicked out of there for winning a football game is unbelievable. What is he supposed to tell his players to do? Lay down and not try just because ownership says so? That's such a load of crap. They fired him because he won that game. There was a well-documented meeting between the McNair family and Lovey Smith going into that week that everyone knew about. And everyone knew, though they didn't say, behind closed doors, they wanted to lose that game. He won against it. He went out like a king if that was his last one by winning that game. Good for you, Lovey Smith. No one should take that Houston Texans job. No one should work for the McNair family. They're at the bottom of the barrel. To tell you the truth, I'm kind of glad that they're not getting the first overall. Yeah, player. I'm glad too. I they they don't deserve someone like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or one of those guys. They don't. They don't deserve it. So then that opens the door to now the first pick is going to be up for grabs. I mean, Chicago's definitely probably going to trade, gonna trade out of it um for whatever team wants a quarterback and there's plenty of options here. I mean, the mo- the one that makes the most sense right now is the Colts. That's what everyone's pointing to. I mean, the Colts, but, I mean, yeah, I would. I mean, the Colts would certainly would make the most sense unless they want to like trade for Derek Carr, which would be on par for Jim Irsay. I have another thought, and maybe call me crazy. I kind of think Seattle might think about it. Seattle might, but here's the thing. I think for Seattle, 
They have the fifth pick. It's one behind the Colts. They can move into that slot. I mean, they could have Bryce Young sit behind Geno for a year if they wanted. Yeah, but if Geno keeps playing like he is, is it really? I mean, but at some point, you got to move off yeah. him. I know what you're saying. You got to move off him. It's Seattle's never going to be in this position to pick here again. Like, this is where they could get a franchise guy. Yeah, I mean, they certainly could. I don't know. I mean, I, w- I think Seattle would be in a spot to do it. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I don't really know who would have the capital to do so. I mean, yeah. I the think- other one I'm thinking is the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers might make sense. Panthers, I would say, like, yeah, Panthers could be a team that makes sense. From seven. I mean, they, they looked better. I, I certainly hope Steve Wilkes stays there. I, I, think I think Steve so too. Wilkes definitely deserves another another year at the very least of all of It this. looks like so. it's going to be Jim Har- Harbaugh, though. Fuck that, dude. I'm so tired <laughs> of this. Like, stoppers, like, again, for a guy like Wilkes, like, what that team gave him every bit of effort. Why would you want to get him out of the building? It's the same idea to me, like, last year with the Raiders. The freaking Raiders rallied behind Rich Passacci and they kicked him out just because they thought they were going to get Josh McDaniel, this whiz kid who, by the way, was an idiot the whole time. Well, so one thing if, if we're going to, so Rich Passacci was clearly a coach who couldn't scheme and it was all a passion thing. I so it, it made, but I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to defend it, but it made sense to get rid of him. Wilkes clearly can do both. Wilkes so, can, he's proven it at this point. I mean, you can't sit, you can't sit here and tell me like, oh, wow, the Panthers are overflowing with talent on like the offensive side of the football. This is a team that traded away its best player, had Sam Darnold starting at some point. The defense has a lot of good players, and DJ Moore's nice, but like you're working with Leviscus and all Dante Foreman, Chuba Hubbard. I mean, I mean, and they were running like 200 a week down yeah. the stretch. Let Wilkes just have another, another opportunity. He's earned it. Another thing that I think Wilkes deserves a ton of credit for is Iki Aquanu at the beginning of the year, was not looking great. Yeah, and good. as the year went on, he really showed why he was a top five pick and mm-hmm. is going to be a staple there yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah. But anyway, back to our original point. Um, yeah. Lovey Smith, good for you, man. Way to stick to your guns. What did you you get that last win? Houston Texans, screw you, man. Terrible organization. McNair family, done. And lastly, again, I this is a mute point to anything, but there needs to be more minority coaches in the NFL. There needs to be more. I think it's ridiculous at this point that we continue to have black coaches get one year and just get fired. It's absurd. For sure. All right, let's move on to our next matchup, which is Miami at Buffalo. Do we even need to talk about it? Uh, No, but I mean, look, if Tua plays and there's a conversation, I think maybe a little bit more, but even then, no, I don't really see it. Um, I think Buffalo is clearly one of the class of the AFC. Um, I think Buffalo is the team to roll with there. For sure. I mean, so I'm going to tell you one thing I was really hoping for is I kind of wanted the Dolphins to miss because I wanted to see if the Dolphins were actually going to fire Mike McDaniels. I wanted that to was, see how stupid that franchise is. The fact that that was even being floated around Mike is like, like is comical. Absurd. I mean, <laughs> what he, he was playing with like a third string quarterback for like half the season. His quarterback got hurt in three different games went out of the lineup. He created some of the most interesting play calls mm-hmm. and you're just going to can him. Would have been classic Miami, dude. It's a team that freaking paid or was offering to pay Brian Flores to lose games to tank and their owners a scumbag too. So, yeah. All right. So next one, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, Giants at Minnesota. Giants at Minnesota. Um, This is where I will call an upset. I'm also called, calling the upset. I will say they already played once this year, and it took, I believe, uh, what, 61 yarder for the Vikings yep. to win that game. Um, 
we have said all season the Vikings are the king of the fraud. They're on fraud watch. They are out of the fraud factory. I will be smoking that fraud pack, as some people say. That sounded terrible coming out of my mouth. But (laughs) I I will say, yeah, Minnesota, pack your bags. I hope you had a good regular season. But at some point, a minus like 30-point differential catches up to you, and it's going to catch up to them in the playoffs. It's sour because I like a lot of Vikings players. But I don't don't trust Kirk Cousins in prime time. I think the Giants have a good defense. I think they can do enough to get the job done. Giants will win that game. I'll say... I'll call it a low scoring game. I'll say it'll be 21 17. Wow, that's pretty bold. I don't think it was that much higher than it was in the regular season. No, I don't think it was. Yeah. I just think they might score more points than that. But well, I think the Giants are really going to try to control the game with the running. Yeah, that makes sense. So, one thing, one statistic I actually learned after the Chargers game this week that was crazy to hear. And it made sense why Brandon Staley made the decision that he did. Do you know what team's winning percentages in the wild card round is after they rest starters in week Probably 17 slash 18? Not good. What's your guess? Uh, like, like overall? Yeah, overall. Out of all rest their starters, I'll say they're 18 and 27. I don't know. I don't know what the number is. I just know what the winning percentage oh, is. Oh, I would say probably like 476. They're so under- it's. It's 333. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's because it's you're giving like two, like a week and a half off. It's a long time not to play. So do you know for teams that play their starters um, in higher positions than to higher than 640? So yeah, it's 800. I believe it. So, Again, I think there is credence. Like, like I know, like I was upset with the Bengals not, you know, getting you know the ability to just have that second overall but i'm i'm glad they did play their guys because you there is some rust that would build up i don't want that to happen if you're hot stay hot i mean so that's what i'll say about the chargers is it looked really stupid how long brandon staley was playing the starters but when you hear numbers like that it's kind of stat like why would you rest guys i mean no and so that's what i'm a little worried about with this giants matchup is giants i learned that i'm like they rested all their starters. I'm, but the Vikings kind of did too. The Vikings like did like one half. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think the Vikings I, I, are I, legit I, for anything. So I'll say. I, I'm yeah, I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna stick with the Giants. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with the Giants just because I picked them early and I'm I'm gonna stick with them. So let's move on to our next matchup, the Sunday Night Football matchup. They're back. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Bengals are gonna win that game. I don't. I know would if- say so. I mean, it depends on Lamar. I, 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 don't still, think... I think even if Lamar plays, um, that's a lot of time off. It's a knee injury. I think a lot of the weapons they have are diminished. I'm not taking Baltimore lightly whatsoever. The defense is still extremely good. They'll play at a high level. Um, I think last week the Bengals honestly looked like crap. Like I think that was one yeah. of the worst games Burroughs had. He was just off on stuff. They had like drop touchdowns left and right. I don't think it happens two weeks in a row. I really don't. Um, I think the Bengals handle that game. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a street fight, man. But it'll I think Cincinnati's gonna win that game. Yeah, I, I'm also picking Cincinnati. I will say if Lamar is back, which I don't think he will be. I don't. Be Vegas honest. is the line at like seven and a half points. They're it's making it seem like he's half. not gonna come back. I don't think he's back. So I'm definitely picking Cincinnati here. But if Lamar is back, it's more of a conversation. No, it is certainly because it's a whole added part of the offense. Lamar's unbelievably good when he's on the field. For sure. But all right, let's move on to Dallas at Tampa Bay. Nightmare just, scenario here, folks. Tampa I think Bay Tampa's game. Tampa yep, Bay's I agree. Game. Look, 
There was also an interesting stat that I heard today. Hey, is it the one like, in six on grass? On grass? I can't yeah. even believe that. I don't, first off, whoever keeps track of that stat, good for you. That's uh, unbelievable that how my I heard that. Can get. It was, uh, it was someone during Sunday Night Football last night. I think it was, uh, Jason Garrett said it. Yeah, Jason, that's where I heard it. one yeah. six, one and six on grass. Tampa Bay plays on grass. Who knows that? That who knew that was gonna be? I mean, sorry, they're in Dallas. My bad. Wait, are they in Dallas? No, they're in Tampa because Tampa won the. No, division. they're in Tampa. They're yeah, in Tampa. so Tampa's gonna win that game. Um, Dak has looked really bad. This is the worst yeah. season Dak's had in the last couple of weeks. That game against Washington was terrible. That was yep. a really, really bad game. There's a lot of times right now when you watch Dak Prescott where it's like that ball is not supposed to be going there, and it's going there. The- the other thing is people keep trying to make the argument that Dallas wasn't playing anything, but they were actually playing for the first season. Yeah, the Eagles lost. They would have they would have been the, they would have won the a- NFC yep. East. They were playing for something. No, and they got beat by Sam Howell. <laughs> so, I no, I don't I like I like Dak Prescott a lot. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a great guy too. But man, I think Again, the, the nightmare scenario that I've been calling for a long time has arrived. I think Tom Brady's going to win this game. Besides, the last time I saw Tom Brady on a field, probably the best he's looked all season against Carolina. And I know people are like, it's the Panthers. The Panthers have a good defense in secondary. And for some reason, him and Mike Evans woke up at the same time. That scares me a little bit. Yeah. All right, so let's move into our divisional round. Um, so where we start is I'm going to be doing the seating in my head, so I might mess one up. Yeah. But so we have Giants and Eagles. So the Giants will be playing the Eagles. So mm-hmm. who would you take there? Uh, I will take the Eagles. Um, I mean, that's easy money for me. That's, that's pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's not much to be said. The Eagles, I think, beat, no. they beat them both times this year. The Eagles are the better, uh, the second best team in the NFC, in my opinion. Um, I think it's not, it'll be close for a little bit because obviously the Giants will be playing for a lot, but the Eagles arrivals above the rest at some point. They'll end up taking that game. I'd have the Eagles. Okay. Uh, and then we we didn't pick any wild cards in the AFC, so it'll be Chargers at Kansas City. I actually think people. I mean, this will be really close. I think it's gonna be a really really close game. The Chargers play Kansas City extremely close all the time. I just think with the way things have kind of gone, some of the injuries, the Chargers missing some guys. I think Kansas City walks away from this one. Although if there was an upset to be had, I wouldn't be shocked if that was it. So I would, I'm I just gonna stay. go. I'm gonna go Homer. I think I the Chargers. Course. God. So you know why? I'm sure because you have Rashawn, some reason. Well, no, because that's when Rashawn Slater will be back. Okay, that would be big. So that Rashawn be Slater big. is one week away. Are they gonna so, fire Joe Lombardi before the game? <laughs> they should, but well, they, um, that would be maybe so, something that would sway me more. So if. If the Chargers get out of Jacksonville, the reason I think they would beat Kansas City is, yes, they they lost both games by three. Both games were really, really close. And Justin Herbert and the Chiefs have looked vulnerable at home, which is weird against the AFC West. On the road, it's hard to beat a team three times. Playoff football, though. If the Chargers get back Rashawn Slater, I think the Chiefs' pass rush is, is erased. I don't think they would have that much to gain there. I mean, it, it would still exist, but not on the level that the Chargers would be pressuring Mahomes. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to call it a race. That's not the word. I think I'm thinking the edges would be a race. Wow, that would have been crazy if you would have No, no, that. I don't think a race. I think from the edges, it would kind of okay. be a race. I, yeah, I, I in the interior, Chris Jones is still going to eat yeah, their lunch. But I do not think Frank Clark and Karloftis are really going to beat 
Slater and no. probably Sawyer. Well, I mean, he's coming back from injury, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I still just think Kansas City is going to do uh, – they do what they always do against the Chargers right now. I feel like they they'll do. figure out a win, and they'll They'll, they'll go probably the figure out a win, but I'll play Homer for a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. I have to stick with my guns on my Super Bowl. That's Bowl totally fine. It's very understandable. All right, so next up, uh, in the NFC – oh, we picked Tampa. So it would be Tampa at San Francisco. You know, wouldn't it be something for the Bay Area kid, Tom Brady, to come back? and beat San Francisco. Well, that's not going to happen because Brock Purdy's here, folks. And the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers are winning that damn game again like they already did against Tampa Bay earlier this season. Brock Purdy continues to prove to everyone why he will be the future of starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, assuming he wins the Super Bowl. Because if he doesn't, it's going back to Trey Lance because that's just what they're going to do. However, Brock Purdy outduels Tom Brady. Not a particularly close game in my mind, actually. I think the 49ers win that game 34-17. Yeah, I think the Niners win big, but I'm not going to say because it's because of Brock Purdy. It is. Just, Don't stop saying it's not because of Brock Purdy. You're just sitting here denying basic facts that he's the best oh quarterback <laughs> to play for the San Francisco 49ers ever, and that includes Joe Montana and Steve Young. Those guys <laughs> could not even compete with Brock Purdy if they were on the same field. Uh, no, but I me, mean, I just think the San Francisco defense would wipe out the Tampa offense just because of how inconsistent it's been all year. They're just gonna wipe that thing clean. They're they're just gonna double Mike Evans and then force somebody else on that team to make it. Yeah, play, I mean which it's, a match, going it's a match I've already saw once this season. I mean, yeah, Bay, it's not going anywhere. The doors, I mean, got the doors blown off and by San Francisco. So I don't really think there's gonna be that big of a difference the second time around. So, oh, we still got one more. So yeah. we got Cincinnati at Buffalo. Yeah, I'll go. I'll immediately go against my pick that I had for the AFC. I think Cincinnati will beat Buffalo in Buffalo. I don't have a problem saying that. I feel fairly confident in that. I know there will be a ton of buildup to that game when it happens because of everything, of course, that happened in the previous matchup. But I think Cincinnati, again, they're arguably the hottest team in the NFL. I know they haven't played great the last three weeks, but I, I doubted this team at times during the season. I've learned better to at this point. I think it's a very close game. I think it's 34-31. Cincinnati takes that home. They go to the AFC championship game. I would take Cincinnati in that. I'm sure you'll lean the other way, but I have the Bengals winning that game. I actually, this is my, I think this is the hardest game to pick. I think it is too. Cause I think these, these are like two Titans going off against one another. So I, I actually would lead lean towards the Bengals and it's because of this strength. Um, <laughs> Let's go. I you think without Von Miller, It'll be tough. The Bills pass rush is not very good, mm-hmm. which is the way to beat the Bengals. Yes. And I do not think they'll be able to beat the Bengals that way, which to me means their offensive weapons will go off and they'll just end up scoring more points than the Bills. Well, I mean, like, I, I mean, I know again, because of everything that happened and I'm so glad the more Hamlin's okay. Like seriously, but that first couple drives of the game, the Bills pass rush was not getting there and Burrow was having a very easy time finding guys. Yeah. So that's, where Burrow has struggled this year is against elite pass rushing units. Yeah. Time and time again. I mean, he had fits against the Cowboys early in the season. I mean, just look at the team they lost. So yeah, it was Dallas. It was Cleveland with their pass rush the first time around with Miles Garrett, just turnstiling Jonah Williams. uh, Baltimore. Baltimore when they brought it. Yeah. I mean, those those are the teams he struggled against, but if you can't get to them. To tell you the truth, he didn't play great against Miami who does 
But again, I think that was really early in the season. I mean, that was really early. But I, I'm just saying. No, like, I agree. I when think we talk yeah, about these elite pass blitz, rushes a ton. No, I agree. But I think you're. I think it's a great point. If Buffalo without Von Miller, the pass rush really lacks. If you give him enough time, he's just one of those guys who's going to find someone. Yeah. So. Okay. So we are on to our championship games then. So we have only picked one game differently than each other. Yeah. So I guess you could pick yours, and I don't know if we'll pick the same team. Um, do you want to start in the AFC or the NFC? Oh, we'll start in the NFC first. We'll start. All right, let's NFC. go. Let's go NFC. So our matchup is the 49ers at who are they playing? Oh, the Eagles. 49ers at the Eagles. This breaks my heart because I love Jalen Hurts. I love wow, Jalen Hurts. You're going the Brock Purdy. I love, I love, I love AJ Brown. I love Quez Watkins. I love Devontae Smith. I love everything about that Philadelphia Eagles team. And I would love nothing more to watch the city of Philadelphia have to grease light poles again to keep fans off of them. However, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brendan Ayuk, and Thanos, a.k.a. Brock Purdy, is currently residing in San Francisco. I thought Thanos is going to be Trent Williams. <laughs> no. Brock Purdy is inevitable, folks. He is coming for that Super Bowl. And when he possibly hoists it, you're going to sit back here and be like, whoa, Clark called that. And by whoa, and those people, that'll be like the 20 people who tune in, but they will be saying that. Brock Purdy wins that game. He outduels along with Christian McCaffrey and the other toys he's got to play with. He outduels Jalen Hurts. San Francisco takes it home. Bay Area, go crazy. You're going back to a Super Bowl. It's a wild one. So this is another really tough one. I'm going to take the 49ers too. As you should. Um, Again, not <laughs> the reasons, and it's not a defensive reason. The Eagles are super bad against the run. They no are. one really talks about that. Yeah, <laughs> no one does. The Eagles are terrible against the rush. So I just think that the 49ers, that would be a nightmare scenario for them with yeah. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. I mean, Man. Shanahan would have a field day just looking over that defensive front seven, just in terms of how they, you know, go against the run with 49ers. Because they really sold out on getting people to rush the pass yeah. that can't play the run in any way. Yep. So I that that would be my X factor, I guess. I, I think the 49ers would end up. Can I ask that a question? For that reason. Yeah. If the 49ers win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, can you buy a Proc Purdy jersey? An actual if one, they right? win the Super if they Bowl, win, if they win, you have to buy one. Uh, well, I picked them to win the Super Bowl before the season. Well, I mean, I know, but you probably thought they were gonna have Trey Lance just like I did. And I hope, well, Trey I Lance did, I did pick them with Trey Lance. Well, okay, you got Fine. off the ship probably when Brock Purdy showed up, but little Fine. did you know, I will buy a Brock Purdy jersey if, if the 49ers record, win the Super Bowl. What I'm, if? What if they actually sit Brock Purdy and put in Jimmy G when it comes to I, if the okay, if the 49ers decide that when they get to the Super Bowl, they want the guy that dumps his pants religiously to go ahead and start, they'd have at it. I will happily watch that bozo overthrow receivers in the most inopportune times. And San Francisco will probably want that guy freaking done by the end of the day. But yeah, if the 49ers want to go ahead and start the Italian salad Jimmy Garoppolo and watch him just crap himself so many times, you're like, change his bro's diaper, then sure. But no, they better not do that. Okay. Uh, so let's move over to the AFC. So we actually have two different matchups. So um, let's start off with your matchup, which is you would have the Bengals traveling to Kansas City as a rematch <sighs> from last year's AFC Championship game. Hmm. This is tough. 
because I want to be a homer. I really do. And I have the validity of being 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. And I have Joe Burrow, in my mind, being a very good playoff quarterback. I have the Bengals playing really well. However, I would say Kansas City gets it done in this spot. I would say Kansas City beats Cincinnati. I think it's very close. But Patrick Mahomes gets his revenge for losing three straight times. I think they play with a little bit more intensity. Not that they wouldn't be regardless. But I think they end up getting it done. Very close game. I think it's something like 31-28. But Kansas City goes ahead and wins the AFC Championship. Yeah. I mean, I actually don't know. I know it would I don't be know tough. I'm not saying it would, like if the Bengals wouldn't, it would be like, oh my God, I can't believe we just did that. But yeah, I think Kansas City wins that game. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I maybe I, I mean, the Bengals. Just look, for fun. Do I want to say Cincinnati. Yes, of course I do. But then also at the same time, I don't want to be the guy that was like, oh, I freaking told you because it was my team. So. Well, so I'm just gonna go ahead and do it. I already picked my All Super right, Bowl well, matchup. I'm just, just gonna continue. Ridiculous. So you're just gonna just pick your team to go. <laughs> well, so this was my preseason Super Bowl matchup. So I feel like I should just lean into it. How about you just have some integrity one time in your life <laughs> and say what you actually think, not just because of what your heart tells you. No, it's not that my heart. I already picked this matchup. I feel like I got to stick with it you now. didn't you did there's no shot there at the beginning of the season you said cincinnati versus the chargers no no i'm saying i'm saying my my pick for the super bowl was the 49ers versus the chargers so i feel like i just got to stick with it now i'm glad i, I actually sold think... whatever stock i had those months <laughs> ago to kelly so you can't it's ridiculous just no integrity you're gonna sit here and say me over here i said that the Bengals, my team who is gone already that freaking banner to a super bowl i said they'll lose and you oh my god my no, god I, 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 I mean zero integrity to tell you the truth the Bengals chargers matchup is from a pure matchup standpoint they match up really well against each other's strengths it and weaknesses fun. it would be a really good game again they're because the Bengals wideouts would play against an inexperienced secondary of the chargers that has the upside to be really good but you never know. They never put it together. The Chargers pass rush is probably the most threatening pass rush in the playoffs right now. If Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack play how they well, should. I mean, there's San Francisco and the Eagles. That's also true. Okay, that's a good point. They're really good. They're a good group. They're, yeah. They're, how about this? They're the, they're the best in the AFC. I don't think any other team really contends with them in the AFC. Maybe Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. I don't think they're quite on that level, but they're really good. My pressure is to be close, but I would still say I'd rather have Mack and Bosa. And then on the other side of the ball, the Bengals defense matches up really well with the slow Chargers offense. Yes. Um, so I think it would be a good matchup. I think it would just come down to if Herbert or Burrow could make the last play. It would probably come down to the last drive. Probably. Come down to kicker or Dicker the kicker to win the game winner and send the Chargers to the Super Bowl. He's going to hit three in a row, send them all the way there because he's the best kicker in the world. Okay. He's this year's Evan McPherson. So, okay. All right. Fine. All right. So you have also, your, Super you have your, you know, I'm just going to stick with it to tell you the truth. Uh, I would have actually picked Kansas city to beat the well, Chargers. Who cares? I, I kind of knew now. going into this, I was going to legacy. This is your yeah, legacy I'm going podcast. With I'm going with it. I'm having 49ers chargers and I'm switching it. I'm having the chargers win the super bowl. No, you're They're not. No, you're not. no, you're not. No, the 49ers are going to win it. The chargers that would have no chance in that game. Yeah, so if you had 49ers versus the Chargers, yeah, 49ers winning that. Finer, if 49ers would have no would have no I actually think I don't think the Bengals really have a shot against the 49ers either, to tell you the truth. Brock Purdy is inevitable. 
Well, Brock, yeah, I mean, but that's who I would have, you know, again, if I was someone who lacked (laughs) podcasting integrity, which I'm not, I'm someone who stands by it. So in mine, which is Kansas City versus the 49ers. 2019 rematch. 2019 rematch, of which I almost watched one of my other, my two of my other friends in college assault one another because the game got out of hand and someone said, you know, GG before the game was over, which is just frowned upon, I guess. And they almost just beat the crap out of each other, but that didn't happen. But anyway, so for this game in my mind between San Francisco and Kansas City, I just have to go better quarterback. And that would be Patrick Mahomes. And that breaks my heart because I really want to see Brock Purdy win a championship. Although I think whoever he faces up against in the AFC, it'll eventually catch up to them. I have Kansas City winning that game over San Francisco, probably I would say 28 to 20. That's what I'd go with. Final score, Kansas City. Congratulations. Get some barbecue going. Mahomes gets a second. Starts slowly inching after Tom Brady for the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, but he's going to lose in round two to the Chargers. My yeah, favorite. clearly. It doesn't even matter. Yes, because unbiased podcaster Ethan Haas. Yeah, I don't need. So. Did you see my record on my hot takes? I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, if look, if if the Chargers beat Kansas City in Kansas City, I will. What will I do? Yeah, you have to buy a Brock Purdy jersey if. Oh, uh, you can also buy a Brock Purdy jersey. No, you I don't want to. He has no bearing in my scenario. <laughs> Why would I do that? Um, I mean, if the Chargers advance, I don't know. Just buy a Herbert jersey. That's easy. I would enjoy that. So yeah, sure, I'll buy a Justin Herbert jersey or like an Eckler jersey. I like Egg. Yeah, I'll go with either one of those. I'll I'll buy yeah, something. Whatever. Yeah, it can be whatever. You already have a hat. I do have a hat, but that's I like that hat. I am I like to go to that's a good gym hat. So, okay, so uh, we are going to move into our next segment. We talked about the NFC playoffs. So what we're going to do is we're going to do one of our draft segments, but it it's it's easy to talk about the quarterbacks yeah. right now. So we're going to do a draft of all of the non quarterbacks in the playoffs. So this can be on the offensive, the defensive side of the ball. We're going to take those best players and we're going to put them into a draft. And we're going to see if we can build the best playoff team if Brock Purdy were starting on that team. He's the quarterback oh, of Brock's this team. starting quarterback? Yeah, Brock Purdy. Like All right. So, Clark, I'll give you the first pick. Uh, you can decide where you're going to go. Any, I can go any position. You can go any position. You can take any place. It's just got to be a non-quarterback. Okay. So, I'll go to one of his teammates. I'll go Nick Bosa. I'll oh, take Nick Bosa. Nick taking Bosa the defensive player of the year. Pick. Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa. That's my selection. He's been phenomenal all season. Definitely going to win defensive player of the year in my mind. I don't really know. I mean, there's a contention with other guys, but Nick Bosa has been the best. Um, yeah, I'd say Nick Bosa would be my first overall pick. Yeah, that, I see, I wasn't thinking that way, but that's a really good pick. I, I'm going to take with my first pick, Justin Jefferson. See, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. if we're starting, you know, that's fine. I like that. Justin Jefferson. I think it's I'm going to take selection. the best. I'm going to take the best receiver in the game right now. I mean, it's debate. I mean, he's the best. He is, he is, he is. I mean, it. We can we can try to make controversy, but no, he's not is. much to talk about. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. set like every record imaginable. He's insane. He probably has the catch of the year easily, if not the catch Definitely. of all time. Um. So I'm taking Justin Jefferson. Would agree. I think it's a good. Where are you going to go to? Oh, two. I mean, I feel like I got to pick either someone who's going to protect him, or I got to pick someone who's going to go ahead and catch the ball for him. 
since you already took Justin Jefferson, I guess I'll do the boring thing and take the other LSU kid, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase will go on the outside for me. I know he's been hurt a lot this year, but when Jamar's on the field, he's a top three NFL wide receiver. Um, he's a guy who can single-handedly win you a game, no question. He's done it already a couple times over his career. Got to have him. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so I'm going to take a boring player, but it's one I, I feel like if I'm going to build this team, I got to get. I'm going to go with Trent Williams, my second pick. Okay. Good. I'm going to take I'm going to take the best left tackle in the game, uh protect Brock Purdy at all costs. He mm-hmm. is inevitable and we got to protect the man. Wouldn't that be just crazy if he wins this? I'm just saying like I know we just but like if he wins the Super Bowl, <laughs> oh, you will never hear the end of it. All right, so no. who are you going to take you going to take with your third pick? Uh, my other pick, I mean, maybe this will be kind of boring too, but I'll take the probably not the best offensive, one of the best. Ronnie Stanley, who's I'd be going from Baltimore. I would okay. need to tackle at my spot too. Um, you need someone to protect. You need someone who's good in the run game. Got to go Stanley. Yeah, I like that pick. So with my number three, I'm going to go in a little bit different direction. I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. Okay. I'm going to take the best running back left out of this playoff crop. Really? Uh, you don't think you he's think the, best, he's the best out of the playoff crop? Out of the teams left in the playoffs? CMC. You think Christian McCaffrey is? Nah, it's close. Than you couldn't go wrong. You wouldn't. It, go wrong it's really, play. it's really close. I, I mean, I see there. the argument, but um, I just think I, I take it from. I mean, Daniel Jones has been good, but Saquon has clearly been the whole mover of that offense. Yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Saquon here, my third pick. Maybe call me a homer a little bit because I like Saquon Barkley, but I'm gonna take him with the third pick. Hmm. So that leaves me at four. Leaves you at four. That's tough. Very tough. A lot of good players I could take it for. There are a lot of good players. We haven't gone DB yet. If you have a DB. Well, that's where I'm going to go, so don't worry. Okay. I'll take Derwin James. Okay. Derwin James will be my selection. Oh, I just dropped my pen that I wasn't using at all. Um, I'll take uh, Derwin James fourth overall. Now I have someone in Nick Bosa who makes plays of the front end. I have someone who can disrupt the game in the back end. Derwin James, I think, is the most versatile safety in the NFL. Definitely an argument for the best safety in the NFL overall. He'll be my fourth overall pick. So uh, let's just go over to the other side of the Chargers defense. I'm going to take with my fourth pick. I'm going to go Joey Bosa. I mean, Joey is probably the best edge left. I was thinking about Trey Hendrickson. I needed an edge. I think they're probably the best left. I could have taken an interior. I could have went Javon Hargraves from the Eagles. Mm -hmm. I thought about going there, but I needed an edge rusher, and I'm going to take Joey. I like it. So it's my final pick. Final pick. Where are you going? All right. So I've given him someone on the back end. The defense is solid, at least at two spots. Most important, probably your safety. Not most important, safety. And then you have an edge rusher. Then I have him a good protector. And then I have a good wide out. So I'll just go ahead and pair Christian McCaffrey with him. I mean, it's boring taking two other 49ers. But Christian McCaffrey, not only is he a great running back in terms of being able to hit the hole, his ability to make guys miss in open space, but his value as a wide receiving target is absolutely huge. So I definitely have to take Christian McCaffrey with my fifth one. I like that. I'm going to go with my last pick, Stephon Diggs. Damn, so you're going two big wide. Okay, I like it. I'm going two big wide outs. I'll take Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs. I'll just do the two that were traded for uh, back when they made that trade. I don't remember that was 2019, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll just make my offense pretty elite there. My defense isn't that strong, but that's okay. We got Brock Purdy. We're going to score. We're going to drop. You got Brock Purdy. You might as well have Jesus Christ in your team. Pretty much. That's what it boils down to. That is what it boils down to. Um, so, so, 
So this has been our thoughts on the playoffs, the NFL playoffs. So before we go with our last couple minutes, we're going to talk about Black Monday a little bit mm-hmm. and the coaching carousel, you could call it, of what's been happening around the NFL. We've had now, it seems like Jeff Saturday is gone. So the Colts have an opening. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury is officially gone. See ya. Good riddance. I mean, that the fact that Long people overdue. were saying that he wasn't going to get fired. And he's Would made no so sense. bad. Um, and then we had the Titans offensive coordinator get tired. We got Matt Patricia getting fired. Was the Titans offensive coordinator the one that got the DUI? Todd Downing, yeah. Why didn't he get fired immediately after that? Well, because it's only a DUI, Clark. Yeah, apparently just super chill to get <laughs> just blasted and go drive your car, dude. <laughs> he was also really bad at his job to be also I know, the Titans offense was terrible, so. It was also very, very bad. I mean, their play design during that Jacksonville win in your end game with Derrick Henry was like, just run it straight up the gut and hope yeah, eventually just he'll just God rip he one off. That's pretty much it. That was like it. Classic. Um, did, were there any other? Uh, I, we already covered the Texans. Yeah, we already covered the Texans again. King Lovey Smith was. I guess the Panthers have an opening. We haven't talked about the Panthers technically because they haven't re-signed Steve Wilkes. Which we also have Denver. Denver is available. Um, I think the Rams' job has become available. Yeah, it seems like McVay is going to be. Gone. I think McVay's done. Um, I think the Rams are going to just fall apart at the seams. I think because I think McVay's going to go. I think Donald's going to go. I think Ramsey's going to go. I guess it's like going to be a complete overhaul for them after one. Well, even even if they're going to go, they if you're less need, you should honestly trade. No, you should most of those players. Like they should yeah. trade Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to somehow recover picks. So let me I let get, me ask you this: so of of the teams that need head coaches right now, what do you think is the most desirable one, and what do you think is the most least like least desirable destination? So for me, the most desirable, maybe. Maybe this is controversial just because of how they finished. I think it would be the Colts because yeah. the Colts have a good defense. They have an they have some weapons on offense you could build around. Plus, they're in a position to get a quarterback. So I think if you're looking at it, you could pick your rookie. You don't have to give up mm-hmm. that much draft capital. You're going from four to one. They have an extra pick. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense to me the most. I mean, it might be Carolina. Carolina. I just there. think Carolina is going to bring. I hope that I hope they bring back Steve Wilkes. I hope. I think do. so too. But I, 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 if they don't, I, I guess it would be there. To me, the least desirable is Denver. I don't know why Denver is least desirable. Oh, you might be right. Houston. Houston is least desirable. Again, you're right. Houston is probably the least desirable. But I say to no one that will listen, do not go to Houston if you were going to take yeah. a job as a young, any offensive defensive corner. Do not take that job. What yeah, possibly right. could it's they Houston. offer you? Well, you'd get uh, you already said, like, uh, D'Amico Ryan's has already said, no, he's not going to interview with them, which good for D'Amico Ryan's. He's smart. To, Don't. to be fair to a lot of these coaches, I think if, if I were a young stud like Shane Steichen, D'Amico Ryan's, I think I would stay put for a year. Yeah. I don't think I would take any of these jobs. No, because I, I think there's I think there's real credence. That, I think there is like, again, you don't. Just to bring up the Texans again, you don't want to. I wouldn't want to coach for the Houston Texans. First off, they've shown no job security. Secondly, they're probably going to fire their GM. I can't imagine they're going to give their GM a third coach in three years to attempt to get. 
I mean, the Texans have some quality players in the roster and they do have a high pick, but for me, it boils down to this ownership group is a joke. They clearly have no respect for whom, which they hire and they have no way of following through. Like again, Lovey Smith, who I think did a admirable job with them, considering the talent level that he was at, he had, he was signed through what 2026, I want to say, and they cut him after so. one year. Unbelievable. Like just completely ridiculous. Yeah. It's really stupid. I, you're right. They're the least desirable. But again, like if I were sitting there as Shane Steichen, as D'Amico Ryan's, who's the, who's the these... Lions defensive coordinator? Uh, you mean their offensive coordinator, Ben both Johnson? Them, both, the, both the defensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator. Why would their defense? Their defense was really bad this year. It got what way better towards the end of the year. I guess. I mean, I mean yeah, they've been asked to be uh, interviewed. Oh, well, um, I'm not sure who their offensive coordinator is. Ben Johnson is their offensive coordinator, which ben I Johnson's think first for sure going to get. Yeah, which I, I mean, get, should get looks. But if I'm sitting there, I'm like, I guess you could get Sean Payton, but like, you get Sean Payton, and then what? Like, he's not yeah, going to fix all I your problems. Know. I think everyone just assumes Sean Payton was so good with the Saints, which I'm not going to take away anything from him. But there is something to be said of, yes, he fixed Drew Brees, but he had Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. And he basically controlled the team and all decisions that went through it. Yeah, Aaron Glenn. Sorry, just to go back. Aaron Glenn. He's been asked to be interviewed for I already. Mm -hmm. DC for the Lions. Yeah, I mean, he did a great job at the end of the year, I think, turning that unit around. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, where do you think Sean Payton ends up? You think he takes one of these jobs? I think he takes the Denver job. Really? You think he ends up there? Can't see anywhere else. I mean, Arizona with Kyler? So here's the thing. And this is why I say Denver probably is the most likely. And it's something we've talked about. If you're going to take in Sean Payton, I think he's going to be like, listen, I want all, I want control of yeah. all of this. And you are going to listen to what I have to say, which to be fair, it's kind of earned that right in Arizona. I don't think the ownership group will let that happen. I don't know why I feel like that won't necessarily be, but in Denver, I think they would let that happen. I think so too. I think they're so desperate. So they would just, I mean, they would just be like, yeah, man, here's a blank check, write it and go ahead and coach away. I just, yeah. I, I just think, I mean, you can call me a homer all I want of like, oh, this division would be so tough. But like, I just don't know if Sean Payton is really going to push Denver over the top of anything. That means they have to be both Mahomes and Herbert at least three times. And Jared Stidham. That, that's true. And Stidham. No, it's going to be Tom Brady. Yeah, that's the report is Brady's going to go to Vegas for some reason. That would never happen. That's all the reports that he's going to go team up with Josh McDaniels again. Well, those people who are reporting that should seek help. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. I, I think Sean Payton, I think you're right. He ends up in Denver. I just, I don't think it makes sense from either perspective. And then I want to say one point because we haven't been on the show for a while. All these Denver fans that are saying that the Broncos should cut Russell Wilson this offseason and take the cap hit of $110 million, you are so dumb. It's not going to happen. I mean, first of all, it's not going to happen. And $110 million is half of your payroll. Mm -hmm. That means you would have to somehow already cut your roster down to where you have $110 million free to even take on that dead cap hit. I know. It would be insane. 
I mean, they're like, oh, we'd get out of it. And it's like, yeah, but you're basically forfeiting an entire season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it just won't happen. It's not going to happen. They can't do it financially. They would, yeah, they would literally have to get rid of players to create the cap space. Mm-hmm. No, they would basically have happen. to play like UDFAs the entire season. Yeah, it even... would. It would not work. I mean, the idea of that is just ridiculous. Because they've already signed players to extensions. Like, what are you going to do with Cortland Sutton at that point? Exactly. You got to trade him basically because you can't even keep can't him on pay. the books. Yeah, people just don't realize that. I mean, it's just the way it is. Yeah, they're not going to do that. And everyone who's saying that they should is ridiculous. They're locked into Russell Wilson, whether he's good or not. They got to make it work somehow. Oh, you know what? I just remember this. This is just thinking back to original talking about hot takes at the beginning of the show. I don't think it was a hot take, but I might owe Kenny Pickett an apology. Oh, yeah? I might. I'm going to I'm gonna hold off on the apology yet. I don't, I don't know if he's necessarily great yet. Oh, I don't know Kenny Pickett anything. I don't like Kenny Pickett, and I'm going to say it loud and proud. Um, okay. I get it. He had two game-winning drives. I don't know. He just it's, looked a little bit better towards the end of the season. He looked more confident. I think they need to get a new offensive coordinator in there for sure. Mike Canada is definitely. No, better. he might turn out to be good, but I think it has to do. Najee Harris also started to look better and stopped, stopped like dancing around. But my thing about Kenny Pickett is, I get it. He had two game-winning drives. That's cool. What about the rest of the games? We everyone is just narrowing tunnel vision on to these last drives yeah, where I he know. came out and was clutch. He had a touchdown drive. I get it. I get it. In both of those games that he won, they scored under 20 points. I the know. whole rest of the game, he was pretty much absent and was kind of just handing the ball off. Again, no one talks about it, but in that Ravens game, the Steelers ran for over 200 yards on the ground. They did. They didn't do that. But they I mean, didn't play at the end of the game, so... He did make a play at the end of the game. I'm not. I'm not taking that's that away. Thing. Like everyone's just gonna remember that. Like that's the thing. Is everything's gonna get stuck. That's but. what I'm saying. But I'm not ready to say like Kenny Pickett is. I don't even think he's him yet. I just think no. He's I'm not. I'm not manager. saying like I'm not asking. I'm just saying like I might be. You know, I thought he was gonna be just like not very good at all, and I could be wrong. He yeah, could be average. I mean, yeah, he could be fine. He could I'm be. Just saying, he's on apology watch right now. He's on apology watch. Oh, he's on apology watch. Anyone else on apology watch? Apology. He's on apology watch. Like I'm trying to think of other people who are possibly on apology watch. I have no one else. Um, I mean, there are guys we were too high on, like Matt Stafford. I mean, I've already apologized to like, um, like I guess if we're on this topic of Pittsburgh Steelers, I here's a real question for you: At what point do we start asking where Mike Tomlin sits as one of the greatest coaches of all time? Because he did it I again. Mean, he, he did, did it again. again. I really like, I think every, like these last few years, I've really sat here and thought the Steelers are going to be God awful. I thought they're yeah. going to be God awful this year. And somehow Mike Tomlin is such a good head coach that he made it work. He got this team to nine and eight and it never looked like they should have been there, but somehow a lot of credit. I mean, like maybe this is, this is hot in itself, but I'll say it. I will say it. In my mind, there's a real conversation that he might be better of a head coach than Bill Belichick. No way. Come yes. on. Yes. I think so. Because look, what have we what have we seen when when Bill does not have Tom? I mean, they're still right around a 500 team. They're, still they're right, right around. With... They've had they've had losing seasons now at this point. Mike Tomlin hasn't let it happen yet. I guess. I mean, but I, I, I see what you're saying, but Bill Belichick's worst season was seven and nine. Mike Tomlin's worst is nine and seven, eight and eight. It's better. 
I mean, yes, yeah, slightly. It is eight and eight. Is but, it also like, because I like Mike Tomlin much more as a person than I do Bill Belichick? Yes, that probably factors into it a little bit. But I just but I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say that he's better. Bill Belichick is I I think the greatest defensive guru the league has ever seen. I'm just the way saying, that he drew up defense. I mean, the Mike way Tomlin, he still draws up defense. I get it. I do. I'm just saying. I, Bill's still the goat. Of, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying. Someone came up to me and was like, hey, Clark, you want to have a conversation about this? I'd say, yeah, I think I kind of have an idea of where you're coming from. All right, let's 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 talk about one last topic before we go. All right. And it's this idea, we talked about it early in the season, that all these quarterback moves over the offseason did not work out. Mm-hmm. There's one guy we talked about a little bit, but he's on fraud alert, and that's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson oh, Okay. <laughs> I am so, so happy he had a terrible year. I'm so happy. Look, there is not a worse guy currently playing and employed and paid millions of guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. Every single time Deshaun Watson steps onto the field is a direct spit in the face to any survivor of any sexual assault experience of their entire life. He deserves to be thrown into the turf every single freaking game. Seeing him struggle, watching the Browns freaking stink was so good to see. Yeah, he's nice. so he's lower than low. They so, finished fourth in the AFC North. He played worse than Jacoby Brissett. He played worse than Joshua Dobbs of this season. To see Deshaun Watson struggle after what he did to countless women, great to see. One other thing that I think needs to be pointed out with the Deshaun Watson thing, and it's actually something to look into next season, is, dude, I mean, he took away Nick Chubb. Nick he Chubb did. was the mover of that offense. And then for some reason, when Sean Watson got in there, they just stopped handing him the ball. I mean, it made no sense. The Browns like, as a team overall don't make any sense. And I, again, you know, when you, when you bring in someone like Deshaun Watson, who has done as many terrible things in my mind that he has to this point is, you know, I, they deserve every bad thing that comes to him. They deserve sure. every bad thing. Let's talk about one last thing, just because it came to my head. Mm-hmm. Since we're going to be, t- we, since we talked about the quarterback carousel of Last year, where do you think Derek Carr ends up? Where do I think Derek Carr ends up? Where do we think Carr's going? Let me think about this for a second before I. Because I mean, again, like before last year, he was a fringe top ten quarterback playing. I know, I know, and there's still people who were a lot of people who are still in his corner who still swear by Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm not, but I I I still think I never have. I still Um, think if you're a fringe playoff team, like if you're the Jets. I would really consider it. The Jets is definitely a team that I think really would take a hard look at it because the Jets aren't in a spot where they can take a quarterback. Um, and they could add in even a top 15 quarterback for them probably makes them a playoff team with Garrett Wilson, oh, yeah. with Elijah Moore. I think the Bruce Jets Hall. are a good option. Um I'm trying to think. If the Saints can't do it, but the Saints would do it. <laughs> Yeah, they would be another team that would kind of make sense. I just think they have like no capital to trade. The cap space is in shambles. Um, Atlanta's too far away. You know, a team who I keep thinking about, like they, they just because of the way that they handled things last offseason. The Colts? No, Miami. Oh. I think Derek, people love Derek Carr's deep ball. I mean, he, uh, they got two deep ball threats in Miami all day, every day. Oh, my God. He would be such an underthrown ball. Uh, he would be. He would be an two. underthrown merchant for sure. That would be what he would make all of his money off of. But people do it every week. So 
I'm trying. I mean, you know who could be a team who needs him because they're they've been ridiculous how they've handled their quarterback situation. Who's that? Baltimore. Oh. Baltimore might need him because so let's, I don't. Let's, you think Lamar leaves? I mean, th- I, that would be a situation in which I see it. Baltimore is a really good organization. Lamar leaves. He goes to Miami. Baltimore needs a quarterback. They call for Derek Carr. It feels like Joe Flacco in a way, but yeah. So you think you think Lamar would go to Miami? I think Lamar should leave Baltimore. I, I think, think so too. I think the Ravens have really been ridiculous of how they've handled him. I know people can say, "Oh, maybe you should hire an agent and stuff." No, maybe they should just pay him for what he's actually worth because he's a really freaking good quarterback. Agreed. If he um, goes, so- if he goes to Miami, if he goes to Miami, that is an absurd offense. Oh, it'd be it'd be really fun to watch with Mike McDaniel's or our pipe dream. We have. We have Detroit. That's a, that's our pipe. The problem dream. is, here's the thing. I mean, now we're on a tangent, but I feel like Detroit. They can't, did he get rid of Goff? Goff played really well this year. No, you can't get rid of Goff. He, he had like too 30 well. touchdowns, like what, eight, nine interceptions. He was great. He didn't have an interception in his last eight games. I know, and you can sit there now and say at this point, hey, we're only going to get better, and he's comfortable in the offense. Assuming they don't lose Joe, like. And at some point they're going to get Jameson Williams going. Yeah, I mean, Jameson Williams like was just not seen this year because he's obviously rehabbing, but. Every single like the Lions is an organization we already talked about them, but what they have done from GM down to coaching down to personnel the last two years has been a really remarkable overhaul. And I think like an underrated part too, like Jacksonville's really good this year, but man, Jacksonville, if they had Aiden Hutchinson instead. Oh yeah. Aiden Hutchinson is so Aiden good. Great. I mean, Trayvon Walker, I mean, I don't it still was always confusing. I never really like understood it. I know he was even Thibodeau. Thibodeau's been good in New York. Thibodeau's been great. Uh, Thibodeau's been a ton of fun to watch. I mean, I, I loved watching Thibodeau at Oregon. Um, I mean, unfortunate about the snow ball, or the uh, oh, snow angel thing. Yeah, that was... But again, I don't think he knew that... Nick no, Cole he didn't. It just... The game. optics of it are just horrible. No, um, I agree. But Kayvon Thibodeau, like, again, one of the dumbest things ever in recent memory of drafts is like, like oh, does Kayvon Thibodeau care? <laughs> Yes, he does freaking care. He just balled out all year. You want to ask him that question again? It's a dumb, like, that was the dumbest pre-draft thing ever. Like, oh, you dumbest. mean the guy that's played the sport his entire life and loves it to death is just not going to care because he's in the NFL now? Never made any sense. So Black because guy. we're on the Giants, you think they stick with Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones? Yes. I feel like they have to. I think they do too. I think. What if they could get Lamar? <sighs> God, that would be fun. Imagine it. Imagine it. Kenny Galladay getting Inc. catching God, passes. Don't bring him Galladay, don't bring him. God, don't bring him. And Kenny Galladay had more. What was it? Was some sad, he had like, a touchdown. He did, but like he had like more touchdowns than someone else. I thought like that was also, oh, I, don't know. I forget it was some dumb stat, but it made me laugh. No, the, the best stat that people kept putting about Kenny Galladay is like the stat, like, oh, Kenny Galladay needs 76 catches to get like a $1 million incentive contract. Yeah. <laughs> so that made me laugh. But uh, no, I, I think no Lamar won't go to the Giants. I think the Giants are going to be locked in on Daniel Jones, especially if they win a playoff game. I think he's shown some like serious growth over this past year. This is probably the best he's looked, no question. And I think there's a lot that he does well. I mean, obviously, I think Lamar would be an upgrade, but I just don't think it's a spot where they end up landing. For sure. Are you got anything left before we go? Um, no. I mean, I've already ripped apart the Texans. Um, I don't need to do that again. Lovey Smith, man, way to go out as a winner um steve wilkes hope you keep your job no reason you should be out of there in carolina um oh random note though 
Fernando Tatis Jr. was back in the building in the Petco Park today, taking some hacks. Good to see him back. Yeah. People were getting mad at him on his birthday because he was celebrating eating cake. Get a life. Go touch some grass, folks, if we're going to get it mad at him on Twitter because hey. he enjoyed his birthday. I don't want to see that stuff out of my. I I'm a Yankees fan. I I would never want to trade. Yeah, that, that was guy that was. Oh my god, that was stat. <laughs> like Yankees fans, like oh, after seeing this 23 year old dancing at a club, which he's more than allowed to do, I have I question his morals now. Like, how lame can you be, dude? Like, I would. Never... I don't want to trade for him anymore. Yeah, like oh, that just draws the line for me. Oh, he's dancing in a club in the DR. Like, oh my god, that's unthinkable. I. It's just such a laughable thing. Like you did cheer for just multiple steroid users, just rampant, rampant steroid. I mean, just unbelievable. But no, he partied. Well, he partied. No, get him out of here. We can't trade for him. Yeah, that's the best part. Is like it's a player that they're not even going to trade for, but they're no. like, yeah, now we can't even trade for him. He's not even worth it anymore. No, I think I think like and we've we've kind of glossed over it so much because of the the NFL season. But I think one of the the best parts is like when Yankees fans thought like, oh, we could trade for Fernando Tatis Jr. and then Yankees fans went full Yankee fan mode where they were like, oh, we're going to go ahead and like the trade offer will be <laughs> Isaiah kind of Miguel Andujar, like Jason Dominguez and like another prospect that should get it done. <laughs> what do you like? Oh, and Josh Donaldson, like, no, we're you gonna know, give you, you know, we're going to give you just thing. a huge load of dog shit and you're going to give us one of the best players in baseball. That should work out, right? You know, it's the worst thing to happen to MLB Twitter. That stupid trade oh, simulator the, thing. The trade like evaluator? Yeah, it's great. That's the worst thing to happen because people just drop. They're like, look at the value they have. Look on at the you. value, like, dude. Like, I mean, it's just the Yankees fans would ever just to scroll through their side of Twitter of like the trades that they cook up in their brain. Like for just years when Clint Frazier was like semi-relevant and like Miguel Andujar had like one good year. They're like, wait, 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 wait. We could just offer Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier, and they would like just name some like you know like at the time it was like Matt Olson from the A's. Yeah. Like we can do that, right? Like that's gonna work out as if they're just because they played for the A's, they couldn't possibly be good. Well, and it's just like that simulator thing technically makes the value equal that they're like, yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like oh the numbers say so, <laughs> like oh with the the computer said it works, so we gotta put yeah, it we gotta do it, yeah, it makes total sense. Those are like the same people who like you know when the ESPN playoff machine comes yeah. out for the NFL, where they're like, well, wait, if these guys just like tied three games and then someone else lost, we could still make it. Like that's what Yankees fans we, basically we could still time. get the one seat if we watched Kansas City lose four games in a row to all divisional opponents. And then we had yeah. the Bengals tie their next four games. No, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. Yankees fans are a special breed when it comes to trade. Like, again, I, some of my favorite laughs I've ever gotten on Twitter is them just being like, all right, let's just break this down here real quick. Some crap prospects for your best player, because you're not a big market team. You'll take that. Right. It's like, well, no dude, that also, it, it really cooks up during the NFL trade deadline too. where like, Players are like, oh, my God, we could just get George Kittle from the 49ers for like a second round pick right now. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that could definitely happen. Like, just because they're like not playing at their peak of their career. It's like, well, if we offered you a fifth, you might take that, right? You might consider <laughs> that one. Like, you you think you think about that? You might uh, just indulge in that idea. Like, he hasn't been perfect this year. We can just offer you nothing. <laughs> like, that might like, work. Like, oh, we like Packers fans that are like, Oh, we could get back to Vontae Adams with a third round. Pick. Oh, you know, it was great. And it's, I've completely forgot about it now. 
is oh, like Higgins uh, to Bears. Oh my no, the T Higgins is the Packers. The Packers fan was like, first off, this guy was paid to write for the Packers, which is just beyond me that he even tweets like the Bengals aren't good. We should trade a second for T Higgins. I'm like, what in what world does your brain exist that you think that that is just like, first off, a sane statement and then be ever gonna happen? Yeah, but this Whatever. is just galaxy brain thinking. Trades are fun, just listening to the franchises of fans like that is always entertaining. It's always good. All right. Well, this has been from the backseat. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to follow us on all our social platforms, which is TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching. Make sure to like, comment, all that kind of stuff. I'm glad to be back. We're glad to be back. From the backseat is officially back. Happy New Have Year. Have a great bro. night, everyone. Ooh.